Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of Shaking and Crying for today, February 6th, 2018. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Aria Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me trying to figure out what the fuck to say for this little segment every week. It's only the fourth episode, hon. It's going to get worse. I know. I need to start making a list. I keep telling myself to make a list of these things to use, but I forget, and then I come up with it the minute before we start recording. You could always take listener submissions, too. It's always good to crowdsource. (gasps) Yes, you guys. If you guys have submissions, submit it to the Instagram or the email or anything that we have comments available for. That's right. You can send us a carrier pigeon, smoke signals. It'll get to us eventually. Usually, yeah. Maybe. And there's a there's a 50-50 shot that we'll read it, but, you know, <laughs> odds are generally in your favor. Uh, so I love that when we're ready to do the show, because we tape this, you know, we tape this in the evening when we're both settling down, getting home from work, and, you know, I have to wait an hour for this ancient machine running Windows XP to boot up. And But I love that I'll get the message from you that you're ready, and it'll say, hi, I'm home, bra off, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing this comfortable, you're doing it wrong. Honestly, to... that's the first thing I am that I am absolutely that that um that comic that it's like the girl comes home and like immediately just whips her bra off, kicks her pants off and scratches her ass. I'm like, that's basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> Can you do it with one hand? I would take my bra off with one hand. Yeah. Not my not my work bra because it's like a comfy no wire pull over your head bra. I didn't realize. But I, if wait. I'm wearing a regular bra, like one with the clasp in the back. Yeah, I can take it off with one hand. Wait, you have a work bra. I didn't know that was a. Thing. well yeah it's i mean it's a comfy it's a comfy bra so it's oh. like there's no wire in it um so i don't have this horribly uncomfortable thing to wear um so if i have to wear a bra that's my bra of choice it provides like no push-up or anything like that it's just to basically keep my nips in check <laughs> um but you know it's it's a comfy it's a comfy bra that i don't have to worry about all day when i do wear the one with a wire it's painful as all get out so i think it's one of those things that guys just don't like totally understand unless maybe you're a drag queen and you wear you know bras on the regular or whatever it's just it's just something that guys don't really do Um, no it's not anything you have to worry about yeah i mean because like i don't have like work underwear or anything like that that's not really you know a thing for me so yeah it's just it's just whatever i'm feeling today Feeling yourself? That's right. My feeling my oats. <laughs> feel my oats. Let me feel my oats. Okay. So sometimes before bed, I have to feel my oats, and not in that kind of way, you nasties. I don't mean like a nasty thing. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about. Okay. So I don't know about you, but like with rituals and going to bed and things like that, sometimes I will get on my phone and I will start like I'll start reading Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. I will start reading Facebook and then they'll be like, oh, that one friend that added me like two years ago, I never talked to. I want to go like creep on their wall for a little bit. Right. There's like all these things that I'll do. But then another one is that I'll start like randomly watching videos because mm-hmm. of Facebook and these, you know, Facebook farm pages that basically are just farming likes by reposting popular videos. Right. That's yeah. what that's what they do. So there's a lot of them dedicated to like America's Got Talent. Right? Oh my god, I do this too. Okay, you do this too? Okay. I do. I fucking I fell down the emotional porn hole last week. I know that sounds oh really disgusting, god. but that's what it is. Actually, it wasn't even last week, it was just a couple nights ago. The emotional porn hole that is these got talent shows on Facebook because Ireland just got one and, you mm-hmm. know, Michelle Visage, queen of RuPaul's Drag Race is a judge. Oh wow. So I had to watch it to see like how she's doing and it was like this 81-year-old grandma singing Send in the Clowns. Like that whole song, right? The Sondheim uh-huh. song? And you know, of course, Michelle basically being a gay man who's into theater like totally loved the fact that this 81-year-old singing Sondheim. So she hits the golden buzzer and the grandma starts crying because she's like, I don't know what the golden buzzer is. Is it World War II? What's going on? And <laughs> so, But she finally like figured out what was happening and it was really happy and everybody was crying and the grandkids were crying and Michelle's crying and I'm crying and and that's what happens all the I time. I do this too though. Yeah. Like I'll um I only watch the really feel good ones though. Like I don't like shows. Like I stopped watching American Idol because they made too much of a fuss out of people who were inte- like bad singers. Yeah. And I don't find that funny. Like I don't think that's funny. I think that's just mean. And yeah, sure some of the people are in it to be that bad singer and get their 15 minutes of fame a la William Hung, but 
you know, it's just, I just saw it as something that was very, very mean and not funny. So I always liked shows like The Voice or America's Got Talent, I guess, but more so The Voice where it's just like it's based on talent and everybody who goes through is talented. Well, yeah, but, um, but name one person that won The Voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have a point. Done, done. But then the same thing, honestly, name somebody who won the last five seasons of American Idol. Like, it's just a lot of these singing shows are so samesies. And there's another one on Fox, like The Four, and it's like, what, Fergie? Yeah. Fergie's on it, and like, Megan Trainor's a judge. Like, what? Who, who told her she could judge anything? She was a judge on Drag Race that one time. Point made. Yeah. So, anyway. So. These singing shows are just, like, all over the place. But when it comes to, like, Got Talent, I give that one a little more, like, leeway because I feel like the singing stuff, like, gr- Irish Grandma, I haven't seen that seen that on American Idol, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they have an age cutoff on American Idol, don't they? Yeah. Oh, they do. The, the little girl with the puppets that was all over last season. That, she was so damn cute. Right? Like, I couldn't fucking tell you her name, but I'll tell you, I cry buckets of tears over the emotional porn of her videos that would show up every week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm the same way, though. I hear. Okay, um, I'm glad it's not just me that, that will stay up all hours of the night. Yeah, and then garbage. I look at the time, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. I have to be up at 6 to go to work. Victoria, go to bed. Right, right. And yeah. it's not even, like, real porn. It's it's emotional porn. Yeah, and it's it's bullshit. It's reality TV bullshit. It is. It is. Ugh. Um. So... I went to San Diego this weekend because my mom, who lives in Arkansas, came out uh, to visit with my grandma because my grandma's 90 and has dementia and it's very sad. Um, But I ended up leaving San Diego with – so this seems to be a new trend of mine where I go to San Diego and then I come back with an additional sewing machine. (laughs) So I left San Diego. uh, I went to San Diego for New Year's because I went to a wedding on New Year's Eve. And then when I came back, like my cousin told me, hey, I have one of grandma's sewing machines um, that we need to get out of the house. Like, do you want it? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can always use like a backup machine if something happens. Uh, So I got like a, you know, a cheapo like starter brother sewing machine that you can get at Walmart for a hundred bucks. And that's great and everything. And it's, it's a good like backup if something happens. I have something, you know, whatever. Well, this time um, I was sitting at my grandma's house and my cousin who takes care of her came into the kitchen and she was like, Hey, I found grandma's old sewing machine. Um, if you want to take that one home with you too. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Cool. No problem. Um, and then right when I was about to leave, she's like, okay, it's in her room between like next to the dresser. So I went to go get it. This thing weighs a million goddamn pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it weighed like probably 50 pounds, if not heavier. Um, and I opened it up and it's this old machine from the 1950s. Oh, it's like an antique at this point. Yeah. How... So, like, you know, for someone who's a big, gigantic dork like me who loves this kind of crap, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's really cool to have this, this you know, piece of history. Because those things are – those things were meant to withstand a nuke from Russia. <laughs> like, that thing's going to be here long after the cockroaches have died out. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's a, that's a forever machine. Um, that's good, though, because I remember – I don't remember if it was the first episode or the, the pilot we did, but you were talking about a broken sewing machine and some of the drama you were having around Christmas with that. So it's nice. That was on that our you... super secret uh, tester show okay. that we did. So, it, so it's nice that you have a sewing machine that will survive a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. I just have to make sure that it – you know, I haven't plugged it in yet to see if it works or anything. <laughs> well, that would but be a like, bummer. Yeah, like, with those things, like, oh, my God, this machine is, like, insane. Are you um, going to, like, make but, a dress? No, huh? Are you going to make a dress specifically on that machine? So I totally thought about doing a cute, super cute, like, retro pinup photo shoot, like, Ooh. sewing a dress in, like, 50s clothes with my 50s sewing machine. I really want to make this happen. So I might rent out a photo studio when we do our next, like, a next photo shoot or whatever and do, like, a little photo series with it. There you go. We need to, we need to like, pool the resources and do, like, a photo shoot for the show, do your pinup girl photo shoot, do, like, I actually kind of need headshots with all the, like, movies I've been hosting lately and and all that stuff like i i could use some decent photos too so like we need to like pool our resources and make it happen come to la i know a bunch of photographers yeah i know i I know a bunch up here in in poor man's la oh my gosh um yeah but because i was in san diego i didn't really like i purposefully timed my drive home uh to 
be like within during the Super Bowl because I didn't want to be dealing with stupid traffic and drunk people That's like smart. after the Super Bowl was over. Um, I got home just in time to watch the last like three minutes of the game and see the Patriots fucking lose. And it was the best night of my life. I don't, I don't know her. I don't know football. Is this okay? I know you don't. It's I the colors. Don't which, which team had the prettier colors? Mm, none of them really. I mean, cause the Patriots are red, white, and blue and the Eagles were like gray and silver oh. or green and silver. Excuse me. I agree. Um, but you know, the Patriots are a bunch of goddamn cheaters. <laughs> Uh, so I'm glad that they finally, uh, did not win another Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So that was, that was a very nice, it's always a good day when the soup the Patriots lose. It's a great day when they lose the Super Bowl. I was so. being that bitch on Twitter who is whiny about, uh, Justin Timberlake doing the halftime show because I still, I feel that Janet Jackson was wronged and that the NFL owes Janet Jackson an apology because it's so, it, it's so bold. Fact, that it is. It's bullshit. It's but bullshit. Fun fact, that he's I was doing watching, uh, I was watching part of start, the start of his, uh, halftime show before we started the call here. And yeah, it's not great. It was not. I mean, you look at it. Look at the past few super, uh, halftime shows. Like what? Last year we had Gaga. Yeah. Um, year before that we had Katy Perry, and we got the infamous Left Shark. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like you like I watched the Beyonce um, halftime show earlier today again for like the fifty millionth time, and it's like okay, which well, we one? Have great ones, and then huh? Wh- which one? Because she kind of stole the Coldplay one too. <laughs> yeah. No, the one that she, it was just her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, someone just rang my doorbell. Well, they can deal. I'm not getting it. I'm not <laughs> going to answer it. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, Beyonce was amazing. And then you have freaking Justin Timberlake come and it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, that was awkward. I saw this really great clickbait article today. Actually, it wasn't great because it was a clickbait article, but it was like, here are seven women who could do a better halftime show than what Justin Timberlake did. And it went through and it was like pink because she sang the national anthem, um, mm-hmm. Adele because they asked her before and she turned it down. And so it was all these, you know, granted, talented women who could do probably a better job than Justin Timberlake. But I noticed there was one name that was missing from the list. Janet Jackson. Oh, how weird. Like. Give me a break. Anyway. Yeah. I know. I Everybody's heard enough about all that stuff over the weekend. You know what I did instead of going to the Super Bowl? I uh, I went to the movies. Okay. What'd you see? I saw uh, Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. I heard that was really good. Yeah. It was. I mm-hmm. See, here, that I'm going to incur the wrath of gays out there because there's a lot of people that really connected with this movie, but I, I thought it was boring. Like, oh. I didn't think it was bad. I liked it. I liked it. I love it. But yeah. the the beginning was like really boring to me. I was just like, when are they gonna fuck? Come on. <laughs> so no, I mean it was it was more than that. But I was just like, it was kind of boring. But the ending, and obviously I'm not gonna ruin it. But the ending got really good. Like there's a monologue at the end that's like, whoa, like that like blew my mind. And then mm-hmm. the very very last shot of the movie, and people know what I'm talking about. That the credits are running over was like really well done. So like there's these little parts at the end where I'm like, okay, that's why it's getting Oscar nominations. That's that's. Where this movie is like coming together, but yeah, yeah. But I also see this is weird. Like I never get out to the movies because you know I'm more a gamer. You know I'm more a, a shut in sometimes with this stuff. So and and also like I don't have a lot of friends who love to like get up and go to the movies, right? And I don't like to go by myself at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do have friends that go to the movie, they want to go Friday night when it's packed, and they want to go see the Marvel movies, and like it's just like like craziness, right? And that's not. That's not me. I'm more like, oh, I like the art house films, eh, you know, that stuff. So yeah. um, I, I only saw like two movies last year. That's it. I saw the Beauty and the Beast remake and I saw Power Rangers. And y'all know that was who a dr- good movie. Y'all know who drug me to see Power Rangers. If you listen to enough stuff on Vogue Network, it was my friend that does the Power Rangers show. Um, so I saw those two movies. So this year I've already matched what I did in all of last year because I also saw Shape of Water a couple weeks ago. Ooh, how was that? I liked that. Um, again, it was one of those where like the beginning was kind of slow, but like I think overall, I really like Shape of Water, and like I, 
again, it's one of those and usually you don't say this about movies where it's like, oh, I love the ending. Because usually with movies, it's like, oh, it was great right up till the ending, which blew. But like, yeah, that's, that's one thing both these movies have in common is that the ending of Shape of Water, I loved. And there was like one particular moment. Again, I can't spoil. But, you know, if you've seen the movie, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about. It was a very like sudden, like kind of shift in tone. I don't know what else to say. But um like I loved it I loved the way it was presented and I thought it was going to go a very obvious direction and it didn't and that's why I really loved about it oh that's cool so, yeah no I, I I like that movie I and now I'm kind of like well I might as well just go see all the seven other movies that got nominated for an Oscar I never did see Get Out and I really want to see that and I know a lot of people were loving that movie um I want to yeah. see I want to see the Lady Bird because it's you know my hometown sack and all of a sudden like oh my god Victoria people up here like all the news media and the the uh, press and all that stuff is just like crazy about Lady Bird. Like we have an Oscar movie in Sacramento. We're not just capital anymore, you guys. So it's pretty pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, but I do want to see. Saw, I, I saw love I Tanya. I want to see I Tanya. That looks good. I love it looks Allison really Janney. Good. You know, guys, Victoria and I, guys, guys, Victoria and I guys. have a deep love. Of Alice Janney's finest performance. I'm sorry. I don't care how good she was in I, Tanya. Nothing is ever going to top Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, God. She's the most smartest. <laughs> the most smartest. She's the best damn tapper. The most smartest. Um, I love it. Yeah, I dressed, actually dressed as Alice and Janney's character from Drop Dead Gorgeous when Peaches Christ uh, did that in um san francisco a few years ago that was such and a fun Pandora show. box all was played uh loretta who was allison janney uh and pandora box grabbed my ass and told me i was cute and it was amazing you were cute you deserved to have your ass grabbed by a drag queen that day it was yeah she grabbed cute. my ass and she goes oh god you're cute because that was a that's a line from the movie too right so and what's um, what sucks is that i couldn't really dress up as anything because there's no recognizable guys in the movie i mean what am i going to be the sleazy furniture store selling dad like there's no the guys in that movie are not recognizable at all so i mean I could have done drag, but I don't want to shave my beard. So I think I made a shirt that said, a mare, I can. Yeah. I think that's it was what I did. Great. Yeah, it was cute. But I didn't get my ass grabbed. No, you didn't. But And it was cool because like, they didn't really let anybody else like take pictures with them, like standing up and next to them. But they let me do it because I was dressed like Loretta. So that was pretty rad. Oh, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, if we got nothing else to talk about here at the top of the show... I think we should get into yeah. some news. Oh, I have a little housekeeping thing, though. So I mentioned last week on the show uh, that we are now available in iTunes. So, you know, go go shower us with the five-star reviews, please, and the, the subscribes over there. Google Play, if you're an Android person, you can go get it on Google Play. Uh, as of this week, we are now also on iHeartRadio. So if you oh, are, my goodness. Yeah, if you're using that app, you can go uh, look for Shaking and Crying in the iHeartRadio app, and you can heart... Uh, shaking and crying there and iHeart is the one that's like a bunch of um i'm using my quotey fingers real radio stations too and i'm trying to i'm trying to get us on stitcher but like the couple times that i tried to do it it kept giving me a 404 error so they all stay tuned and i'll get us on stitcher i also i had a little beef with stitcher with one of my other shows so oh really yeah if they see my name they may not want to take it <laughs> oh i don't know well, they, they didn't update OLR's feed for the longest time, and I was getting listener complaints that were like, hey, have you guys done a show in a month? Cause we, and I'm like, yes, we've been doing it every week. I'm like, are you on Stitcher? And yes. Oh, my God. Like, please, please, please switch to iTunes. Please switch to something else. So I, I just – this was a year ago. I'm willing to let it go, just like, you know, Disney characters. But I was, yeah, a little bothered by that. Okay. Well, I'll try to – Market it under my name and not yours since you're going to get us blacklisted from all the <laughs> podcast streaming sites. Sorry, I've been around the block a few times. Sorry, you're such a hoe. Jesus, <laughs> you're podcast hoe. Can't help it. All right, let's do some news. Oh, my what? God, news. Yay. Let's talk about – okay, so this is also about the Super Bowl. And the other part of the Super Bowl is the commercials, which yeah. I didn't watch any of them uh, just because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. And I didn't bother to go to YouTube to seek them out. Are there any commercials I should have been seeing? I heard Betty White was in a Tide ad. I guess I should see that. I didn't see any of the commercials because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. So I mean, was Betty White eating Tide Pods? Is that how she stays young? Like, I don't know. I'm, ass I'm assuming yes. 
I hope Tide. I hope Tide self parodied with the Tide Pod thing. I hope they did. I guess they probably can't legally. But anyway, all right. Fuck Tide. We yeah. already talked about them on another show. Let's talk about Netflix. Because oh I, yeah, I know. Do you like to binge on the Netflix, Victoria? I do like to binge on the Netflix. What do you binge? Um, I have a I can uh, watch Parks and Rec all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Glow. We mentioned that on a previous episode i've been watching uh, i watch a lot of their documentaries and stuff so i watch like the amanda knox one uh they have a really good six part one about the creation of auschwitz so i've been watching that okay i, have um, to, I know this is not the story i have to ask what, when you watch the amanda knox documentary what do you think is she guilty mm-hmm. or not no she didn't do it i don't think she's guilty either like and i i went into i went into that thinking oh she guilty she's so guilty she's like the oj of italy right but then after i watched it, i was like i don't think she's guilty no, she's not. She's 100% not guilty. Oh. Um, but the uh, there's a really good um, like docu-series that CNN did a couple of years ago called Crimes of the Century. And Amanda Knox is one of their episodes. Um, if you like true crime stuff, they have a lot of really good ones. Um, they cover like Waco and Oklahoma City and Andrea Yates and the Lennon assassination and all that kind of things. But the one they did on Amanda Knox, like they provide a lot of really good evidence and like show you no this girl could not have done it just because she doesn't display her grief the way everybody else does like doesn't mean you know she's she's a guilty murderer so i was um i was just thinking how like call me by your name was set in italy and it might have been a better ending if like amanda knox had stabbed the leads (laughs) anyway yes Uh, that'd have been that'd have been wonderful Anyway, uh, let's talk about the commercial for Netflix that was on during the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I Last year, they did a commercial for Stranger Things, which we were all looking forward to. This year, though, they dropped a pretty good surprise on people. They did a 30-second teaser for The Cloverfield Paradox. That's right, another mm. sequel to Cloverfield. Because um, they had the one in theaters, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I never saw that one. I heard. John... I didn't see. I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh, the the first Cloverfield was interesting. The only I thing... don't like scary movies. Oh, you know, uh, I didn't think Cloverfield was as scary as it was like sci-fi. Like, there's wasn't a it like a was it like a Godzilla thing? Yeah, it was a bit. Honestly, like Cloverfield looked like a giant vagina to me. Like that's what the Cloverfield monster was. Okay. And they tried to keep it a secret, like, the entire movie, and then you, like, see the thing at the end, and it's, like, one of those, like, giant, like, floral opening type of faces. And I was like, mm. it's Vagina Monster. So that was the secret all along. Anyway, um, spoiler alert. Uh, but they did they did the sequel with John Goodman, which apparently he's really good in it, and I just never saw it. But apparently that was that. Um, and now they have this new one, The Cloverfield Paradox. It's another sequel, and they Beyonce'd it. Because Beyonce yeah. is now a verb ever since yeah. Beyonce shook, shooketh the music industry and the entire internet when she dropped her album. Surprise. Here it is. Yeah. Available on iTunes now. So we got beyonce by Netflix with the Cloverfield Paradox, and it was up right after the game. So they put it up right after the Super Bowl was over, and I'm already seeing people on Twitter were watching it, and I'm hearing, I'm hearing it's okay. I'm hearing it's not like... Oh my god, amazing! But I'm hearing like, okay, if you're like into sci-fi stuff, it's it's all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, would, I probably could have told you that, but you know, I'm I'm just you know me. I'm sequels nobody asked for. That's my whole like grumble, <laughs> grumble. Why are you doing this? Well, here's what's really fascinating about it, in my opinion. So originally, they were going to release this in theaters this weekend. That was the plan oh. was to put this movie in theaters this weekend. However, and they co- it cost $45 million to make this movie. The deal with Netflix made the movie, quote, immediately profitable. That's How if it's streaming? Because Netflix paid Buku Bucks to get this movie. Ah. So interesting. We don't know how much, but it's obviously at least $45 million or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they probably made more money from Netflix than they would have you know, if they just released it, um, because I mean, there's very much a possibility that it could have bombed in the theaters. But now there's this whole thing like, okay, OMG, Amazon killed Kmart and, you know, Macy's and all these more traditional stores. And now people are wondering like, is Netflix and Hulu, are they going to kill movie theaters? I mean, 
I think pe- with the with the new like movie pass thing, I think the you know the movie theaters have a fighting chance, um, because like I won't go see a movie if it's going to cost me more than ten dollars. I won't go see a movie now unless it's one of those recliner theaters where I'm not like right? all up yes. somebody's ass in one of the chairs. Um, you can just bring a blanket and curl up in the theater and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's an event movie, because like obviously like, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, which you and I did for years and years, that's like an event movie. That's different. That's not a normal movie. You know, yeah, I'll- that's not. Yeah, that's that's more theater slash movie slash whatever the fuck. But, even but no, like, I get that. Even like if the cheap theater is going to show like randomly, like I remember one time I went and saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure. They were randomly showing at the theater and I was like, fuck yeah. So I went to the dumpy theater to go see it and I don't mind that. Yeah, there's a movie theater. Um, There's two movie theaters near my house. There's a normal one that has the reclining seats that's pretty cheap. Like if you can go, you can go on Tuesdays and go see movies for six fifty. That's good. Like, yeah, so um, I've done that a few times. And then there's another movie theater that's one of those, like, last run theaters where movies that are practically already out on DVD still play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's generally, I think it's like three seventy five mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it's like an additional $3 if it's in 3D. Um, but then on Sundays and Tuesdays, it's $1.75. There's, so, th- there's a theater like that here at the Dumpy Mall. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, at the Sunset Mall? Uh, close sunrise, but yeah. Oh, sunrise! Damn it! Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> close enough. Damn it! Uh, seriously. Um. Okay, but there's a new show that's going to be on Netflix. Um. I think I don't remember exactly what date it's supposed to be released. Um. But Ryan Murphy, who gave us um american horror story who gave us uh, american crime story who gave us glee um is going to give us a uh straight to series two season musical comedy uh called the politician now this freaking show is going to have tony winner ben blatt do you know who that is uh rob uh i I totally heard who you just mixed me up with there. I cannot believe <laughs> my sensibilities Sorry. are offended. No, I do. He's a cutie. He's um he was uh, he was in an episode of Will and Grace uh, this season. He played yeah. the, he played the younger lover. Um and yeah, he, he was in yeah. he's in that Broadway show that everybody's going fucking crazy over about the guy with the broken arm. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, that's it. Dear Evan Hansen. He was also in uh Pitch Perfect. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my God, of course, because that's where I first yeah. saw him, and I was like, oh, he cute. Yeah. Um. And also, is he gay? apparently— Wait, is he huh? gay? Is he gay? I don't know. Or is it one of those, oh, it's it's a secret? I think it's probably a secret. Mm. Um. But, I mean, there's straight guys in musical theater. Like, yeah, what's his name? Um. Who, he was also in Pitch Perfect. Um, there's a couple. Yeah, the guy who played Jesse in Pitch Perfect, he's married to the girl who played Aubrey in Pitch Perfect. Oh, I thought, so it, it happens once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like they say, like one in every ten people is is gay in musical theater. One in every ten guys are straight. Yeah, that, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's not accurate, right? Yeah, about um, accurate, yeah. But also, um, Barbara Streisand is in talks to co-star in this series. Holy shit. Like, yeah, I thought she was like Dunzo with Hollywood, basically. Apparently not. Like, she's interested in doing this, uh, this, this TV show with Ben Blatt and, uh, and Ryan Murphy. Wow. Also, I mean, I guess Gwyneth Paltrow is also in talks, but I hate her. So, whatever. oh, uh, oh my God, no. this was sounding so good. And then you had to say, I her. know. Yeah. Like, seriously, I, she like this if she's in this i might not watch this show that's how much i hate gwyneth paltrow i will give up on the gayest thing to ever be on netflix (laughs) because gwyneth paltrow is a part of it and i how do how how do we explain a hatred of gwyneth paltrow uh she when she was like see you can buy healthy food when you have money from wick and she bought like five grains of brown rice and a lemon I feel like she's the definition of, like, problematic white people. Yeah, and, like, I hate her voice, and she talks like this. And I'm just like, ugh. Fun fact, uh, when I was taking a U.S. women's lit class, 
I had to, we had to watch the uh, Sylvia Plath movie and my teacher was um, explaining, you know, she's like, oh, well, Gwyneth Paltrow plays uh, uh, Sylvia Plath. And I just went, ugh. And I rolled my eyes and my teacher saw and she was like, what? What's wrong? And I was like, no, I just, I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, (laughs) I was like, excuse me for a moment. I just, I just fucking hate her. I was like, I, and I was like, but at least, you know, I was like, you know, at least I can take, you know, comfort in the fact that she sticks her head in the oven in the end. <laughs> and someone in the class was like, spoilers. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if you don't know Sylvia Plath stuck her head in the oven to kill herself, get the fuck out of this class. <laughs> What's wrong with you? God. Um, I think going to school with you would have been such fun. <laughs> it probably would have. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would have been. Um, but. Yeah, so this show, um, I guess it's gonna, uh, it revolves around uh, Benjamin Platt's character, who's a wealthy Santa Barbara resident, who decides to enter the world of politics. Um, Each season of the series will follow a different political race Peyton is involved in, senator, governor, maybe president, and then, yes, there will be musical numbers attached to it. So... You know, it could be, it could be a little bit of a, of a hoot. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's not in it, so I'll actually do this. I'll actually watch this show. Or maybe so. it'll be a thing where, like, she's in the first episode and then she kind of fades. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this isn't, uh, this'll be Ryan Murphy's second Netflix series. Um, apparently they're doing a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest prequel, uh, called Ratchet. Uh, with Sarah Paulson. Oh, huh. Yeah, I love Sarah Paulson. So I will definitely be watching that um, because I love Sarah Paulson so much because I love American Horror Story. Good times. So, ne- Netflix yeah. is really pulling out all the stops. I think they're worried about the Disney thing. Oh, yeah, probably. Because, you know, they're going to lose. No, let's. Yeah, they're going to lose all their Disney movies in like two years. And Disney is starting their own subscription service because they're like, oh, what? We want money, too. What? CBS can get this and all these other. So I will most definitely be subscribing to the Disney network. Ugh, I just I just don't like how this is all getting spread out. And like, you know, wow. Pre- know. Wow presents know. for fuck's sake once like four bucks a month for all their like premium stuff. It's getting ridiculous. It's definitely turning into like a net neutrality kind of thing where we have to pay for different packages and shit like that. Yeah. So um, it's I, like, I feel like I'm it's going to have in. every Disney movie available at my fingertips. Like I'm going to pay for that. Like as soon as like Star Trek discovery is done, which is next week, like, like at least half the CBS All Access subscribers are going to abandon ship. There's why? Well, why I'm would sure. they stay? What else are you going to be watching? Like that's so stupid. Is it only available on All Access? Uh, in the U.S., it's only available on CBS All Access. Internationally, it's on drumroll Netflix because Netflix bought the international rights to it. Except Canada. Canada's got like a special sci-fi channel or something that it's on. I'm so mad that Netflix caught on to using that VPN thing. So now I can't watch Canadian Netflix anymore. Oh, it's so frustrating. Like British Netflix had all of the seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race on it. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so I was using a VPN and like telling it I was in I was in England and I was able to watch seasons that Amazon didn't have on streaming. And now, of course, Amazon doesn't stream uh, RuPaul's Drag Race anymore. Not you know, for prime members, like I, I buy the seasons on Amazon cause you can get them uncensored. Um, but, uh, yeah, you used to be able to stream, I think at least three seasons when you, if you were a prime customer. Hmm. Um, so that was always like one of my go-to sewing shows. Like Lena, my roommate would always come home and be like, okay, she's either watching parks and rec, the office or drag race. And that's like how she knew I was home is cause she'd hear it coming up the stairs. And then you got arrested by Netflix. And I got arrested by Netflix and they kicked me off and I'm super sad about it. All right. Well, let's move on with another news story. So be honest, Victoria, have you ever used an app called Tinder? I met the guy that I'm currently seeing on Tinder. Really? I didn't know Uh, that. Yes. What do you think of dating apps? Because I don't know. Is it like different between straight and gay? It's got to be because in the gay world is all about sex. Sex, sex, sex. Yeah. And I I mean, it's very much like that with, you know, with the straight ones too. Like I get... A lot of people just sending me dirty messages, and I just ignore them because I don't have I don't have patience for that shit. Do you get unsol- um, do you get the unsolicited dick pics? 
I have never received an unsolicited dick pic, knock on wood. Well, now that you say that. I know. Now that I put that out in the universe, I'm just my inbox is going to be flooded with penises. You just just put an auto forward to my account. It's fine. Okay, perfect. I'll just be like, here, just enjoy, Rob. Have fun with that. Carbon copy, uh, Grandpa. Um, exactly. <clears throat> so Tinder, here's the deal. I don't know. Did you ever pay for Tinder? Did you ever use the no, Plus? No, I never pay for any of this shit. <laughs> well, uh, apparently some people were paying for Tinder. I don't even know what pay tinder gets you because i've never used tinder it like you can get um you can get more super likes um and you can go back and like if you if you accidentally swiped the wrong direction on somebody you can go back and fix it oh that's that's smart what the yeah, fuck is like a if super you accidentally like swipe left on somebody when you meant to swipe uh swipe right you could go back and fix that what the fuck is a super like um i've only ever used it once so instead of just like swiping right um to like them i guess you swipe up to super like and that way when you like if you match with them like it tells you like oh they super liked you so you know they like actually want to meet you instead of it just being like oh you're hot so, like the guy the guy that i'm seeing um super liked me on tinder oh that's yeah. great that's cute i like that yeah Okay, even though that's so weird. It's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, this match was a 10. Whereas yeah, this, it's definitely like... This match was like, like a 7.5. kind of thing, um, where you go, you judge based on your first impression by their appearance. So here's what I didn't know about Tinder uh, and the Tinder Plus service, is that the way it works uh, is that if you... And historically, until this court decision I'm going to get into, if you were under the age of 30... You paid either $9.99 or $14.99 a monthly subscription rate. But if you, and I don't know what the difference was, but if you were over 30, you had to pay $19.99. That's right. Tinder was more expensive if you were older. That's fucked up. Right? I was like, dang, how did they get away with this for so long? Well, somebody took them to court because you know in the U.S. we're going to sue over anything. Like you spill hot coffee on yourself, you're going to sue whoever made the coffee, right? Okay, but that – I mean this is an actual like fair lawsuit. Like that's ageism. That's not okay. Yeah, no. I, I In all seriousness, no. I completely agree. This, this is, is not a frivolous lawsuit. You know, this, is, this isn't the, the I ate six diet Entenmann's cake every day for a year and I gained 300 pounds, I'm going to sue Entenmann's now. Like, that's, that's right. not that's not this. Entenmann's gave me diabetes. <laughs> Your cat has the diabetes because he's a little Wolf for Brimley cat, but anyway. He's a precious angel. Anyway, uh, so Tinder, of course, had to go to trial, and Tinder's defense said the pricing was based on market testing, showing a market-driven reason to offer lower prices to budget-constrained users. Okay. Anyway, uh, one of the judges in the appeal court's three-to-zip ruling said, nothing in the original complaint suggests there is a strong public policy that justifies the alleged discriminatory pricing. Accordingly, we swipe left. Swipe to reject and reverse. Uh, (laughs) I love it. They put a Tinder joke in the lawsuit. That's great. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I was really surprised about this. Now, no word if Tinder is going to like what they're going to be able to do with this, um, because technically this is only California where this mm-hmm. occurred. So they're going to have to change the pricing in California. That's for sure. But will they change it for the rest of the nation? I would think they would. Now that a precedent's been set, like they might as well just change it for everybody. They're need to, they're going to need to go back to the drawing board and figure out a fair price for everyone. For sure. I mean, I mean, it makes no sense that some should pay more than others. Like, that's just stupid. Especially based on age. What were they charging 40-year-olds? Like, Right? Like, oh, were you charging, like, you know, $40 a month? Is there, this? It's so dumb. Is there an age limit on Tinder? I don't think so. Because I know, like, on the gay apps, like, you know, there's folks in their 60s that are trying to get their Jewish. And it, who could blame them? You know, when I'm 60, yeah. shit, I want to still, you know date you know if i'm yeah you know <laughs> assuming Says the married man yeah i'm married but you know but you know if i wasn't and i was 60 i would still want to be able to do that yeah so. um i mean like the guy i'm seeing is 46 so clearly they allow 46 year old people to do that so well good he should be able to find somebody who makes him happy too which i know you're exactly doing, so. yeah it's like age is just a number people age yeah. is just a number just I mean, a unless number. you're tinder then it's a cash cow <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, I think we got one more thing to talk about, right? We do. Okay, so we've talked, we touched on this last week um, about how I am a gigantic Harry Potter nerd um, to the point where I'm considering when I go to Seattle at the end of this month, I'm considering wearing my Bellatrix Lestrange costume to go meet the kid who played Neville Longbottom in the in the movies, which for those of you, Rob, who don't know, uh, Bellatrix tortured uh, Neville's parents into insanity. So I thought that would be kind of funny to go do that. Um, however, uh, there uh, a few years ago, I think in 2000. J.K. Rowling um, came out and said that uh, Dumbledore, uh, famed wizard and headmaster of Hogwarts, uh, is gay. Which, you know, it never, the his sexuality was never an, anything of importance in the original, in the original books. Um, until we got to, I want to say book six, when they kind of dove into his past a little bit more. Um, and, you know, we found out about, oh, how there was the first big evil in the wizarding world and it's, it's Grindelwald and, um, and Dumbledore, so supposedly Dumbledore and Grindelwald were an item. They were a couple and, uh, then Grindelwald went bad and Dumbledore had to fight him and kill him and all this and the wizarding world was saved. Hooray. And all this happened. All that happened in, uh, uh, Grindelwald fell in 1945. Um, and so uh, that's kind of what the subject matter that they're going to cover in the next upcoming Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movies. There's going to be five movies all together. So, you know, we had the first one come out a couple years ago. I think the new one's coming out later this year. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but apparently the director who is doing the second fantastic beasts film says that they're not really going to have Jude law portray, uh, Dumbledore as a gay man in this movie. And people like me are fucking livid about this. Well, wait, are they making him straight all of a sudden? Well, okay. So they said, and honestly, I think that I'm hoping that it's just not something that's going to be touched on in this movie because he did say it's not going to happen in this movie, but he didn't say it's not going to happen in the series. So I'm hoping that it's going to get touched on later on in the series. Yeah. There's still three more movies to get there, right? Yeah. But like, you know, I think he said something like, um, I don't remember where the quote is. Um, it says Dumbledore will not be explicitly gay in the explicitly gay in the upcoming Fantastic Beasts two. Um, well, explicit said, explicit just means no full frontal. I, yes, I mean I'm sure, but um, I know a lot of people are already very upset with this franchise for using Johnny Depp as uh, Grindelwald because of his you know domestic abuse allegations against Amber Heard. Um, you know, like, I'm not thrilled that, you know, Johnny Depp is playing him because Johnny Depp can play. Johnny Depp has the emotional acting range of a wet sponge. You know, he's a good character actor, but all his characters are the same. Um, So I'm not 100% thrilled about it, but I loved the first Fantastic Beasts movie, and I really want to see what they do with it. Um, So, I mean, I'm going to see it, but... I just, I really do hope that later on in the film series that they're going to cover this because that was a huge part of, you know, Dumbledore's life. And if you're going to, if J.K. Rowling is going to come out and say this, you know, that, oh, he's gay and all that. And like, tell us, yes, he was in love with Grindelwald and like they were a couple and all these things, you know, like you can't just, you, it's like, it's like, you can't just airbrush the nipples out of, you know, classic works of art because, oh, nipples are bad. You know what I mean? You can't just do this and then go back on it 10 years later when they're going to make a major movie out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think J.K. Rowling maybe regrets ever saying that Dumbledore was gay? Because honestly, to me, and again, I don't follow the books as closely as you know you do, obviously, but it always struck me as one of those things where she kind of was having this moment of, look, I'm super fucking progressive. Like, I'm such an ally. Like, you know what? In fact, you know what? You know what? Dumbledore is fucking gay. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. So and now, yeah, and I'm honestly, honestly, yeah, I read something earlier where it's like they compared 
Um, they compared J.K. Rowling uh, to Joss Whedon, who is also, you know, somebody I, 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 you know, I love his work. Um, Joss Whedon, if you don't know, did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Dollhouse, Firefly, all that jazz. Right. Um, where, uh, you know, you know, ten years ago they were saying all these progressive things, but then like now it's time to it's time to you know show us show us you know what you mean like put your money where your mouth is and and they're just kind of like i don't know uh yeah okay you know what i mean it's very like wishy-washy and like oh i never said that um i feel like you and the harry potter vocal people on twitter are kind of being like that judge judy gif where she's tapping her watch and then she bangs on the desk (laughs) like yes very much like that it's like okay well if you're gonna say these things like Come on, like, nut up or shut up. Like, come the fuck on. Um, you know what I mean? Did you just tell J.K. Rowling to nut up or shut up? I did. I did. And, you know, it's it's just frustrating because it's, it's you know, okay, we were all really excited about this. And it's like, okay, we're going to show this really, you know, especially in, 19, in the 1940s. Like, I'm going to show this controversial relationship. And we're gonna we're gonna embrace it. Oh no, just kidding. We're not. Ha ha. Jk. Because <laughs> it's in my name. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's just frustrating. Um, and then I read this thing earlier today when I was kind of like poking around to see what I wanted to talk about on the show today. Um, and it compared uh, Fantastic Beasts with um, it's saying with Fantastic Beasts, J.K. Rowling is pulling a prequel era George Lucas. So, um, you know, it's, it's comparing to like, oh, hey, we want to do all these great things. And I have like the best intentions are planned. But like in comparison, it just falls short. Sorry, but um, now, now I'm thinking of Natalie Portman on Saturday Night Live this weekend. I don't know if you saw her rap part two. I didn't see it. No, oh, it's, I, it's on my list of things to watch it, tonight. It's great. She holds up a gun and she's like, talk shit about the prequels. Do it. Yeah, it's something about like, you can suck Jar Jar Binks and his 17 dicks or something like that. Oh my God. I love her so much. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty great. But, you know, we can, all, we can all agree that, you know, on the whole, the prequels weren't that great. And there was something, no. you know, the prequels of Star Wars were just like, there was something missing and there wasn't. You know, it, we didn't. It didn't have the same oomph and the same staying power I that would say you know, the first good the first dialogue. Movie. Good dialogue was missing. Yeah, you know, good. I mean, the CGI was wonderful, and like good dialogue, and like the storylines were just kind of like okay, like you know, we had you know you're you're co- you're going back and trying to compare you know these main characters to the original characters, and it's like it's just not the same. And honestly, like with the first Fantastic Beast movie, I actually like the Fantastic Beast movie more than I like the Harry Potter films. Oh, wow. That's something. Um, because I do not like Harry, Ron, and Hermione as characters at all. Huh. I find I find the original trilogy to be annoying as all get out. But what I love is the world and how expansive it is and, like, I know more information about the black family in Harry Potter than I care to admit. Like I know so much. I've done so much research on this stupid fictional family. Um, and this is talking about Sirius black and you know, his, his entire family. Um, but I just, I prefer the, the, the non teen angsty shit and that's what I really liked about Fantastic Beasts is like it didn't have this, you know, 17-year-old has to save the world bullshit. Um, it was grown-up people doing, you know, grown-up fantasy magic things. Like sex. But, like sex. And we need some gay sex. Yes, we need some – I demand some gay – I, I want to see some Dumbledore and some Grindelwald tongue action. God damn it. <laughs> um, but it's like we saw, with, we saw with Beauty and the Beast. Like you don't have to – have them, you know, we don't have to have these two gay characters like Frenching on screen to show that. Like the way Josh Gad portrayed LeFou was wonderful. You know, everyone was all up in arms about it, but it was very subtle. And I'm sure all of the, the jokes, the 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 quote unquote gay jokes that they were trying to pull went over kids' heads. You know, I, I really enjoyed the way they played the, that Josh Gad played LeFou. I thought that was great. I didn't hate it. Like I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. Um, but you know, I would take that 
I would take subtlety. Just something. Give me something here. Meet me halfway. I'm willing to I'm willing to negotiate with this. Like I'm not expecting, you know, Dumbledore and Grindelwald porn up there, but like give me something well, the, that it, says the internet that, will that, provide that in Oh, droves. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they already have. And you know, if you want to, you can go on you can go on AO3 and like look up all the Dumbledore and Grindelwald slash uh, slash fic that you can Wait, handle in a day. What's AO? Th- you know what? Never mind. I'm not gonna ask. It's it's archive of our own. It's a it's a fanfic board. Okay. Site. Okay. Yeah. We're moving on. It's it's really great. Like I've I've read some good stuff on there. Anyway, I just, um, I am walking off the bus and going next. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. I just I feel like they should definitely you know. J.K. Rowling should stick to her word and stick to her guns and put her foot down like she did when they were building um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter in uh, in Universal Studios. Like, it was supposed to go to... Like, Disney was fighting for Wizarding World of Harry Potter to be in Disneyland, in Disney World. But uh, J.K. Rowling said no because they weren't... She wasn't willing to... Like, let Disney, you know, make everything ruin. They it. wanted everything to be, you know, completely accessible and all that. And she was like, no, like, this is this is my brainchild. It has to be exactly the way I want the way I want it. Um, So, you know, like she needs to she needs to nut up or shut up about it because I'm <laughs> I'm getting real mad about this. Yeah, I can't tell whatsoever. Shut up. All right. Uh, let's get to the Twitters and some other feedback that we got for the show this week. Okay, so I do have a few <laughs> tweets. I do have a few tweets to talk about. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Shaking Crying. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can at Shaking and Crying. Uh, are we going to talk about Instagram hate? Are we going to talk about haters? Or are we going to rise above it? Uh, I will mention it just because it made me laugh. Okay. Um. So to um. To kind of like piggyback on the what we were talking about last week, how my little field trip to the Museum of Death, I posted a photo of the souvenirs that I got on Insta on our Instagram account. And it was to be like, oh hey, like here are the souvenirs that Victoria got from the Museum of Death. The new museum the new um episode is up. Listen to the episode if you want to learn more. Like that was my little my little pitch for it. And um and it's a you know, like I said last week, it's a keychain of serial killer Ted Bundy. And a patch of uh, Jonestown uh, People's Temple leader Jim Jones that said Kool-Aid Man. Um, And somebody had posted like a – the comment was like, oh, a serial child rapist and murderer and a a mass murderer talking about Jim Jones or whatever. Some some people really do need help. And my first comment – my first thought was, well – Ted Bundy was not a serial child raper and murderer. He was not that. That was my first thought. Um, (laughs) He needed to do your research. Yeah, right. Do your research before you come for me. Check your lipstick before you come for me, friend. Um, But yeah, that was our, that was our one like hater comment on, um, on Instagram. And I'm like, I freely admitted that, you know, Hey, I know this is weird. And I know this is, these guys are terrible people and I'm not, saying that they I'm not saying otherwise but they don't even I that, that they don't even listen to the show they were just hashtag surfing I'm sure I'm sure that's what it was too so and if they do listen to the show and you know they don't like what I was saying about it I apologize but I'm not gonna I like what I like and that's that I, I that was a very mature response I'm surprised you didn't say eat my butt yeah well I was this I decided to be a classy lady about it for once. And everybody has their differences and you know don't piss on my own bliss. Sorry about it. All right. Let's go to Twitter where there was much more uh nice and kind things being said over on Twitter, including from at Sater69, who said, I'm really enjoying the new Shaking and Crying podcast. Rob and Victoria have really good chemistry together. And I know Sater oh. Sater hosts his own podcast called The Sater Sphere. So shout out. And uh, thank you for that is we we do have good chemistry together. I'm glad finally we could kind of put it out there in the universe, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to do those. Remember when we used to do make those videos and we'd go places. Oh, yeah. Are they still are they still on YouTube somewhere? Some of them are. Oh, God. The Rob and Victoria traveling video. I wish we could bring that back. That was a lot of fun. 
That was a lot of fun. Rob, it was like a bunch of like we. Whenever we go places, it'd be like Robin Victoria, go to Magic Mountain. That's right. Robin Victoria, go to Reno. We didn't do the Disneyland one that we were gonna do it. When I think we stopped doing them right around the time we went to Disneyland together. Robin so we Victoria, need to, we hide a body. Back. What? I said Robin Victoria, hide a body. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's another game we started playing at Disneyland that you and I started playing. Remember oh, that? Yeah, places to hide a body. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like, okay, so if you do play this game, it's not like, oh, put them in a trash can, oh, do this. No, it's got to be, like, creative places where you can hide bodies in public places. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get on if you get on um, uh, the Finding Nemo ride at Disneyland, my suggestion for that was there's the, the mannequin of the diver, like, put the dead body in the diver suit, and then no one would know. Yep, exactly like, right genius so See, and i if always, you guys go out don't actually i'm not actually suggesting hiding bodies in these places it's just a fun it's a hi- your imagination it's, yeah, kind it's of a game. game of hypotheticals it's a it's pretend yes. it's make-believe you don't actually do it but i was yes. i would have said inside ursula would have been a great place to hide a body but now that her head fell off i don't know if it's such a good place anymore no oh, it's when you find the bones that's just terrifying yeah so if you guys do come up with good ideas for places to hide bodies tweet us oh that's I great know. that's good where where do i hide a body at disneyland yeah, right. or wherever any any type of um, you know public location. Just if you tweet us and it's not somewhere we would know, take a picture of it and be like, "This is where we would," and tweet us. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, one more tweet this week from Garth the Wolf, who tweets us this week. Question for both of you: Is there any characters that you have always wanted to or are planning to cosplay? Well, shit, we're gonna be here for an hour of Victoria, but. For me, the big dream cosplay would be Nightmare, specifically from his appearance from Soul Calibur 2. That's a video game, Victoria. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what those words mean. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a very elaborate costume, we'll say that. Okay. So is it one of those like is it one of those those costumes that would be too big to fit on the con floor so you'd basically have to be staying in the lobby the entire time? Um probably, yeah. Okay, so it's big armor build. Yep. Okay. What about um, what about you, Victoria? Let's say budget wasn't I mean, an issue. What would you want to uh, do? I mean, honestly, I'm working on one of them right now. Like my Alphaba costume is something that I've been wanting to do since I, um, since I saw Wicked for the first time. But <clears throat> when I was, uh, I believe in seventh grade, uh, that movie Ever After came out, and I always wanted to make her dress that she wears to the mask. Uh, the silver one that are, it was her mom's wedding dress and like the just breathe that dress. I've always wanted to make that. So that's on my, that's on my bucket list of things to make. And, and uh, from Moulin Rouge, I want to make the dress, the white dress that Satine dies in at the end. Um, So it's like, it's really pretty. It's this white, like beaded gown. That's like, and I would have to hand bead that. Um, But yeah, I, those are my two, my top two cosplays. If I, if I could. I feel like any time oh, I've... Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. And and from Titanic, the dress that Rose is going to jump off the edge of the boat in at the beginning when she first meets Jack. That red and black one. Yes. Okay, continue. Sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, I don't know. It's harder for me because any time I've considered doing cosplay, I've always kind of narrowed it down to characters that have red beards because I don't really want to shave off my beard. I mean, I guess I could. But I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not skinny enough to do a lot of the characters I want to do. So I would just... I would kind of give a good general, like, something slutty. Um, okay. So, so that I motivate my body to do it. Well, that's the good thing about like a lot of the a lot of like the people that I know. As far, I mean, there are a lot of um, you know ups and downs in the in the cosplay world, but um, a lot of the people that I surround myself with, uh, we we try to we try to like, hey, it's for anybody. If you want to be you know 85 years old and cosplay as a you know a character in her 20s, do it. Live your best life. Um, like, re- like, and I think in April, um, a f- couple of friends of mine want to put together like a plus size Disney princess cosplay group. So like, you know, obviously none of the princesses are, you know, bigger than a size six, but you know, Hey, I wear a size 16 and I'm going to be Cinderella. God damn it. Yeah. But there's, a you know, there's, so it's- there's a difference. I don't want to be a princess. I want to be a slut. Okay, well, you can be a slut and you can do, you can live your best life. You can live your best cosplay life regardless of what size you are. All right. I appreciate that. You're always a support. I don't know. I'm going to have to think on this one a little bit longer. I don't know what else. I mean, you know, I've been going to Dragon Con for years and I see some of the most impressive cosplay there. But then I always think about, ugh, I'd have to check another bag to take all this. Like the one time I did do cosplay there, I had to check a whole nother suitcase just to take the damn costume. 
I'm actually, when I go to Seattle for Emerald City, like, I'm going to borrow a friend's big suitcase just so I can fit all my shit in it. And then, like, I'm super terrified if Southwest is, like, Southwest going to lose my fucking Elphaba costume. So I'm going to check, I'm going to bring that on the plane with me. Like, that's going to be my my carry-on bag because I'm not going to risk Southwest losing this costume that's, like, getting my blood, sweat, and tears in it. I would put, like, a fucking GPS tracker on that outfit. <laughs> Right. I'm like, that is going to be I'm like, I already have a bag for it. And I'm like, that's going to be the makeup, the wig, the shoes, the costume, the corset all going to be in my fucking carry on bag because I'm not risking Southwest losing my shit. All right. Well, that's it for the tweets. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Shaking Crying and, of course, Instagram at Shaking and Crying. Uh, you can also leave comments. Nobody's been doing it, but at our website, ShakingAndCrying.com, which is just tied to the Voice Geeks Network, VogNetwork.com, you can um, you can actually leave comments there, too, and we, we will read those once those start coming in. So, But we're still a baby podcast, so not a lot of that yet. But we made it. We're at the end of another episode. Yay! Hooray! We did it! We did it. So uh, I guess that's it. I, I don't have anything else to say. I think we had a nice long show tonight. We'll we'll do it again next week. Sound good? Yep. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.